Welcome, everyone. This is Roots Revival Interfaith. I'm your pastor, Ivy Rivera, psychic medium. And I'm here with Reverend Christina Del Rey, our astrologer. How are you, Christina? Excellent. Um, I just want to let you guys know that my um, lights are flickering, so hopefully I don't lose electricity. Well, but, at least, um, it, and hopefully the computer will at least stay on. So if you have to be in the dark, we're just going to be listening. Uh, yeah. But yes. Um, I'm surprised things are stable on my end because mm -hmm. it really is bad out. Okay, so uh, let's keep our fingers crossed, yeah? Let's all manifest. We get through this one. Um, so today we are talking about Jurassicophobia, the crippling fear of aging, its roots, and how to combat it. Now, uh, I had a mini class that I put out here on YouTube at Ask Ivy a while back, and that was titled, Jill, I'm going to have you pop that up for me, please. Um, if you want more in-depth, okay, training on how to combat the fear of aging, uh, you can check that class out. It's Aging and Spirituality. Okay, so you can go onto my YouTube at Ask Ivy and type that in, aging and spirituality. Um, but I wanted to, after doing that class, focus today specifically on Jurassicophobia. So Joel, if you could put that definition back up again. What's amazed me is that since I did that class quite a while ago, I really did think that there would be more conversation in general in the world uh, about the aging process and the anxiety surrounding it. And as women come more and more into their liberation and we enter more and more into the depths of the revolution and the breaking down of capitalism and the patriarchy, I really thought there would be some more conversation on Jurassicophobia, but there's been nothing, nothing. And it just, you know, it really kind of shocks me. So Jurassicophobia, what is it? The fear of growing old or sometimes the fear of dying or developing a medical problem associated with being old, for example, Alzheimer's. Um, Jurassicophobia can hit at any age. It is an anxiety disorder, essentially, that stalks you and haunts you every day of your life, making you feel as though you're a prisoner in your own body and like you are at the threat of aging at all times, which we are because we're human beings. We're having a human experience. It is temporary. The only guarantee we definitely have in life is death. And we have very little help in embracing that process outside of our native and indigenous tribes. Uh, some different cultures in the world show more respect for their aging population, but certainly not here in America. And um, I think in a lot of the world, when people are too old to function within the system and bring profit, they're discarded. So at the root of Jurassicophobia, uh, we, we tend to think of people as being useless as they age. Okay. For women, for girls and women, 
We suffer more from Jurassicophobia than men for obvious reasons. And that's cultural programming. That is the patriarchy telling us that we're useless after 23, 25 years old. That's capitalism um, only using our looks as we age to gain more money, okay, making us aware of every single gray hair and wrinkle and pound, making it punishable uh, through the act of rejection, okay, by the patriarchy. And we, as girls and women, adopt those ideas and even punish one another and uh, make, you know, each other feel bad for not keeping ourselves up. You know, if uh, you let your hair naturally go gray, you let your wrinkles show, you don't fight the aging process with Botox and plastic surgery, and you don't get on that uh, hamster wheel, you know, you're considered a slob. And this abuse only feeds, okay, generation after generation of that toxicity. Now, one of the other factors that I don't hear anyone talk about is exposure at a young age to the elderly, especially if you had to go into a nursing home on a regular basis. Anyone here spend some of their childhood in a nursing home or around an aging um, grandparent, you know, or aunt or uncle? Okay. I want to hear from you if this is something that you experienced because we are far more prone to Jurassicophobia than anyone else. So my personal experience with Jurassicophobia has gone something like this. I was exposed weekly, multiple times a week, to a nursing home where my great-grandmother was trapped in a hospital bed. She was trapped there for approximately 27 years. She had a stroke, and she was unable to speak, feed herself, go to the bathroom. She really only had a little bit of mobility in her left arm. Now, I had to go there and visit her. She shared a room, and uh, there were people all over the infirmary in their wheelchairs moving about. And if I tried to go out in the hallway to get away, uh, they would come up to me. And there was just no escape. It was very scary. It was very depressing. It was a horrible, horrible, heavy feeling. And even as a small child, especially as a small child, you know what everybody's thinking. You know what everybody's feeling. You know everyone's trying to be there and be optimistic and bring the candy and bring the dolls and bring the flowers and bring the balloons and act like everything's normal. And in the midst of that, that death, okay, or we would prefer death to that environment, no one talked about the healing aspects of it. No one talked about any type of alternative, right? especially here in America, where we live in a for-profit medical system. The system keeps people, humans, trapped like that for as long as they possibly can. Keep them alive. Keep pumping the meds into them. Keep making that cash off of these people. 
we treat our dogs better. Okay. There's no such thing as assisted suicide. Right. So, uh, after, you know, being exposed to my grandmother suffering like that for, for many, many years, uh, because the bills could not get paid for her being trapped in this infirmary for so long, my grandmother's house got taken. The family was wiped out of any wealth they had created. Everything was taken to pay uh, the, the county, the state, whatever, you know, um, from, from the cost. Now, this created such a phobia in me that I spent my teen years, my 20s, my 30s telling myself that as long as I could enjoy my youth where I was, and if I really would bask in it every day and I would show gratitude toward it, I would be aware of it and embrace it. Then when I really started aging, I'd be okay. I would just go with the flow. I'd be ready. Well, that didn't happen. All right. <laughs> so I would also say I became acutely aware of, of aging at like 21, 22, 23. You know, when people make comments about young women running in for Botox at like 22, 23 years old, I get that. Because especially if you have something like Jurassicophobia, you do see it. And you may see nothing else. It's dysmorphia. So you automatically become obsessed with, with fixing it or preventing it from getting worse. So uh, these are just some of the reasons that we as a, as a culture um, have, I believe, such high levels of Jurassicophobia with really zero education on it. Nobody talking about it because it does not feed the patriarchy to be educated because it does not feed capitalism to be educated on it. Okay. Um, and we're going to get into some ways that we can combat it here today as well. But before we get into all that, I want to, uh, give Reverend Christina, uh, the microphone, Christina, what do you have to say on this today? Um, I think we all suffer from it, honestly. Um, it's rare to have somebody, it's probably more rare to not suffer from it than, you know, it, it's, and it, you know, certain astrological signs and placements are going to be more prone to this, like Leo's, you know, we, we like the way we look. So, you know, we are running to get that Botox. Um, Taurus, for example, you know, they love to um, look good too, you know, and the society that we grew up in, it's sort of, um, it's kind of like a pandemic, really. It's, um, it's kind of running rampant. And when I see 20 year olds getting Botox, though, I have to say, like, that does shock me, because even though I, you know, I always obsessed over my looks, being a Leo, I, I didn't get Botox until I was in my 40s. So, um, to see people trying to like, I'm like, what are you getting Botox for? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, I don't know. I just, it's, it's very bizarre to me. Um, and then, you know, the Justine Bateman interview came out and I really, you know, and, and lately as I approach 50, um, I'm like, okay, I have to make some kind of peace with this. So 
you know, as I make peace with it, I will try to let you guys know how I do that. Um, but it is, it is always on my mind. Um, and we have to face the fear because, you know, we, this is what we teach, right? You know, like we, this is part of our beliefs, our spiritual beliefs that we have to do the shadow work. So we have to really look at it. And, but I don't think that we have to go down the road that, you know, that your aunt went down or, you know, I think that we can be a little bit more empowered. Um, we can be, we can be a little bit more in your face about it. We can be a little more in control of it. We're not in control of how, of aging, because that just happens. We don't have control over that, but we can be in control of our bodies and how we try to cope with it. And I have, you know, like I am coming up with my own toolbox of things to help myself, uh, you know, and, you know, as time goes on, I will share them with the viewers, but, um, you know, and, and I'm sure there's people are like, oh, you don't, you don't know anything yet. You're not even at 50, but I'm starting to feel it. I am definitely starting to feel it's crunch time. I have to make some kind of peace with it in order to continue to, um, you know, age up without being ridiculous and running to the plastic surgeon every five minutes. Mm -hmm. And who has money like that anyway? Certainly not me. What do you think? I think that the most powerful tool I've found is to piss people off <laughs> because I enjoy rocking the boat, you know? And I have found that there's a huge level of anger against women who are proud of themselves, whether it's being thick and curvy, right? Or it's letting your hair be out and natural, uh, or it's aging. Um, it's not covering up your darker skin tone. There are just so, so, so many restrictions on us girls. And I have conquered every other phobia that I had, body dysmorphia, what have you, by joining the revolution, a feminist aspect of allowing myself to embrace who and what I am on my own terms. And I find that when people are bothered by that, it empowers me. So the most useful tool I have found so far in dealing with the fear of aging, jurassicophobia, which is deep. I mean, rooted deep, 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 deeper than any other phobia I have or trauma I have. Um, this one started very young due to the nursing home. So sometimes I don't catch right away how big the problem is or how far out at sea it's taken me or how I'm in a full-blown anxiety attack and I'm, and I'm losing it, you know, or I'm hitting rock bottom and I didn't even realize I'm there. Uh, I'm still in a process of learning to catch it early before I get my donkey in a ditch. But 
what has helped me to get out of that mentality is to understand how upset men are at things like gray hair and wrinkles, how that is burning down the patriarchy, how it's wiping out capitalism, because ladies, we are at the root of all of that. We uphold all of this. So if we toss off that baggage, if we put that baggage down and we say, good luck, you pick it up and carry your load, I'm not doing it anymore. It is an absolute revolution in itself to be unapologetically who you are. And just knowing that I'm part of something bigger and that every day, if I can just do it a little bit more and I can upset the machine a little bit more, and if I can burn down the old systems a little bit more by contributing, I know that I'm helping future generations to not have to do the same thing. And that's great motivation for me. Um, I think it, I think it is for a lot of people. I agree. Um, some of the things that, you know, that I struggle with, um, is that my body breaks down now a lot more than it used to. So this is like, this is something that I have really learned that, you know, we're kind of controlled by, you know, we kind of spoke about the drug companies and uh, the patriarchy and this medical system that we have. And the attitude is that, well, it's just old age. You got to deal with it. You got to suffer. And what I'm finding, especially with Pluto and Aquarius, is that, no, we don't have to suffer. I mean, there are certain things, yes, certain people suffer, but there is so much natural medicine. And I'm not saying we don't need doctors because we absolutely need doctors, but there are so many things we can do. Sometimes there is, you know, you have a vitamin deficiency of some kind that you don't even realize you have. And you add that in and all of a sudden you're fine. And there's no test for these certain, you know, vitamin deficiencies, or if there is a test, it's very expensive and the insurance doesn't cover it. So the best, so what people are doing now, especially, especially natural paths, if anybody's following any natural paths on, um, on YouTube, but I follow, I follow like three. So if, if you have the symptoms, treat the symptoms and see how you feel. Of course, you couldn't do that with everything, but something as simple as, oh, B1 deficiency or vitamin D deficiency. You know what I mean? There's there's things that you can research yourself, look at and say, okay, well, I'm going to try this. This is my problem. This guy's saying this. Let me just try that and see what happens. And you're so empowered because you're not relying on somebody, you know, a doctor to tell you, Oh, I'm sorry. You know, just you get older and that's just, you know, your body mm -hmm. just breaks down. And we're we've accepted that from the medical people. And it's it goes into the whole, you know, the whole fear of aging because we can't fix it. And there, you know, there was no fixing Aunt Mary or there was no fixing, you know, whoever it was. And 
you that's scary you know like my i had an aunt who had you know she's like completely bald and stuff like she lost her hair you know like there were no hormones to take there were no nothing you know and you know basically you're discarded uh once you get to a certain age and you know even you know even when you get older you're not hit on as much you know as you were when you were younger this is all fed into it and it's really up to us to be in the forefront saying we're going to age our own way and we're going to make it as comfortable as possible. And we're not going to rely on doctors because doc, I mean, yes, there's times when we need doctors, but I, we're going to, we're going to try to take care of ourselves here and empower ourselves as much as we possibly can so that we only need to go see the doctor once in a while. Um, and it, it, you know, the fear is perpetuated by social media. It's all over the place. Um, stars also too, you know, you don't see any stars really aging gracefully. Um, you do see, you know, 50, 55 year olds looking fantastic, but they're not telling you the work they had done. They're not being honest that they are, you know, getting facials and, you know, all this stuff every week that we can't afford. They're not telling you that. So it's, it's making you also feel like, okay, she's 55. She looks better than me. Here I am. You know what I mean? Like, in, however old you are. And you're like, well, you know, I really hope that I look like that. And then if you don't look like that, you're wrong. You know what I mean? So it's just perpetuating and it's filling the pockets of the doctors really um, instead of self-acceptance, you know, and when you don't accept yourself, you are not going to fulfill that life contract that we talk about all the time. And, you know, that, so health has been a big issue with me, but I think that um, what I am realizing as I reflect on my life, because don't forget, it wasn't that long ago that people didn't live very long. You know, this, this is considered midlife that I'm in. So this was, you know, think about the golden girls you know what i mean they were my age so um yeah so the but you know the biggest thing and i think maybe and i'm a gen xer and you're a millennial but i think one of the biggest things that we have to think about too is what have we built and if you're still young you're building right and when you you know when you reach 50 or you reach an older age you can look back and say okay, I, I don't really have any big regrets. I built what I wanted to build. I stuck with something. How many people really stick with something and build it? Um, not many. Mm -hmm. And that's really what aging is all about because you came here for a purpose. That's what your life contract says. That's what your astrology chart says. And did you build that to the the highest vibration you possibly could. Um, I mean, there's always, you know, in, in your life, you're going to burn things down and resurrect them. But did you do that? Did you do that work? And if you did, it's so much easier to reflect on it and say, okay, I did that. That's my legacy. What legacy are you building? So that when you get older, you can look back and you can say, okay, I'm proud of that. I'm proud of what I did and, and life was worth living because I did that and I'm, and I helped other people. And I think that, 
I think that we, you know, and like you, you suggest, you had said that you are helping future generations. That's the legacy that you're going to leave. Um, you're going to help them. And even, you know, with, when I speak to teens, people younger than me, I am able to impart so much wisdom to them that I wish I had had when I was younger. So those are really positive things about aging. You know, like they, it's like, we need to really base, we need to base society on honoring this experience and wisdom of the older because today's life is so instant gratification. You know, all the males want to be sports, you know, they want to do sports. All the females want to be influencers. I mean, it's like, it's almost like everybody just wants, you know, instantaneous gratification, instant career, don't have to work, you know, don't have to put in years and years. But in reality, that is why you're here. You're here to put in the work. It's very, very few times in our life that we get the recognition. Yes, sometimes we do get the recognition, but most of our life is spent building. So what are you building? What what are you going to be proud of, I guess? Um, and, you know, and make it so you don't have a ton of regrets. You know, maybe you have a couple or, you know, you had karma to work out, but did you work? On that karma, you know, did you do it? We're so focused on looking young that we forget we're here to build and learn to leave a legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to also make make the most of like the present moment. I think when you get to a certain age too, you're like, okay, like I need to enjoy this. I don't know how long this is going to last. So I really need to enjoy this. Um, but, you know, and I'm always, for me, it's always like, okay, I want my body to feel good so I can enjoy the present moment. So, and I think that that we're gonna see more with that, with Pluto going into Aquarius. Um, and I just think that, you know, we we need to be unapologetic about it. Um, Justine Bateman had mentioned in her interview, she said, uh, or I think it was one of the, um, one of the people interviewing her said that they were, they saw a comment online and somebody said, what happened to you? And she said, well, I aged. That's what happened. Like, what were you doing? And Justine Bateman was on Family Ties. Oh, yeah. She was the older sister Mm -hmm. on Family Ties. Yeah. And she's put out a few different interviews talking about her aging process. And I I think that she's, I haven't read her book yet, but I will. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going Um, to, too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And you know, she has not done any cosmetic surgery or anything. Right. But, you know, the whole point is when somebody says to you, what happened to you? It's like they're looking at you and going, oh, you're not the beautiful 20 year old you were. Right. Well, what, guess what? what went wrong with you? Yeah. Right. How and then, but, well, I'm a successful woman now and That's I'm a right. mother of how many children. That's yeah. what happened. I aged. I aged. Well, I love how she said, too, in one of her um, interviews, she said that when she was a kid, she looked up to some of these older women. And I think of being, uh, I remember being like, you know, five, six years old. And uh, when we could get HBO, (laughs) when we were stealing cable, um, watching Jane Goodall. And she probably wasn't even that old at the time. Um, But, you know, when we look up to some of these older, you know, women as kids, 
we eventually, I think, have a tendency to abandon, you know, those women as idols because of the way that they look as capitalism and the patriarchy sets in and ageism sets into us. But if we think back on the women that we looked up to the most, whether it be your grandmother or an aunt, you know, or someone in the, you know, the media or an actress or whatever, um, I like how Justine Bateman said they carried such strength and power that now as I'm aging, I feel like I'm more myself than I've ever been because I always identified with them. I always felt so powerful, but because I looked young, it really didn't match. And now that I'm looking more mature, it matches the level of power that I feel I have in the world. Everything I know, you know, all my wisdom, all my strength. And, um, I love that. Yeah. And we need to remember that, that there was a time, you know, especially when we were kids that we looked up to these women and it really was because of their position and what they brought. And, uh, we forget. And yeah. And it's, you know, and they, and that's the thing, like, what did you accomplish? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, it's really, it's, it's really like, you know, be proud, be proud of it. And, you know, if you want to get Botox, that's fine. Nobody's saying that you can't go get Botox. I'm saying do it for you. Don't do it because you're so afraid that somebody's going to say to you, well, what happened to you? You know what I mean? Like, I, because I feel young inside, I want my outside to be as youthful as possible. You know what I mean? What's it's, and, and that's the whole thing too. When you start looking in the mirror and you start to see your beauty fade, that really does do something to your psyche. But at the same time, we have to remember that it's the soul, not the body that's beautiful. And, you know, the body is temporary, but we have to really, did you ever meet a grandma type? My grandma is a perfect example. Now she looked like an old lady because, you know, old ladies looked like old ladies back then. But the most beautiful soul that you ever met, and because I knew her, she was so beautiful to me, like more beautiful than anybody. Mm-hmm. But here she was, you know, like with her arthritis and her, you know, and her knuckles were all messed up and she was bent over and she was, you know, she had all these issues and she was a beautiful woman back in her day. You could see pictures of her in her bathing suits and stuff. But, you know, when she was like in her 70s, she was looking, you know, a little rough, but she was so beautiful on the inside. And I remember thinking how her soul shined through regardless of what was on the outside. So I think that, you know, I mean, society is a long way from recognizing that, (laughs) but I think on our spiritual mission, we do have to recognize that, that the body is temporary, but the soul is forever. And that's what we need to work on is the soul. Before we work on the Botox, we need to work Mm -hmm. on the soul. (laughs) Mm -hmm. A hundred percent. Um, I do want to just say to everyone, if you're tuning in uh, late, uh, feel free to post your questions or comments now. We're going to be taking them here in a minute. If you haven't already done so, uh, again, Roots Revival Interfaith is an interactive church. So every service, we try to get to every question and comment. Also, 
If you haven't done so yet, post your prayer and healing requests. Christina and I do pray over all of them and we manifest for you uh, even after. Okay, so if you're tuning into this later on, you can go ahead and post in the comment section once this is uh, published. If you want to go back and listen to old uh, sermons, Anywhere you can download a podcast, you're going to go to Roots Revival Interfaith, or you can go to um, on YouTube at Ask Ivy, Roots Revival, and you can listen or watch old services. Uh, I also want to ask everybody at this time, we appreciate donations. Please do give this video a thumbs up, subscribe, and drop any kind of comment to help us out in the algorithm. Thanks so much, everybody. Um, Christina, before we get into questions and comments, and I want you guys to post any kind of, um, whether it's a situation uh, that you know, you're know you having. I also want to hear from you if you feel that you have jurassophobia or you just have fear of aging. You know, If you have some sense of where it started, why it started, I would love to hear some feedback from you. Let's all share with one another on this. And certainly if you have tools that have helped you to combat this, we want to know. Um, Christina, you had mentioned that there are three different naturopaths. Naturopaths. Naturopaths yeah. that you follow. Do you want yeah, to tell yeah. everybody who they are? Well, definitely number one is Dr. Berg, B-E-R-G. Okay. Um, there is Dr. Sten Eckberg, E-K-B-E-R-G. And the other one, I might have to find her. She's she's the one in Australia. So this is an interesting story. I have to get her name. She's the one that in Australia, she was banned for practicing natural medicine. Um, let me look and see if I can find her. Australia also came up with those pods where you can, it's basically like, you know, um, putting yourself to sleep. Uh, but they had these pods uh, where you would pick your color and your music and your lights and you would go in and um, it was sort of like getting gassed, you know, so humane, uh, passing assisted suicide. Okay. This is not, I know people hear this and they're like, oh yeah, the church told you, uh, uh but when we look at what we do to our aging population, especially here in America and how well treated our dogs are, our cats are right. It's um, we need to also be pushing this agenda. I think a big part of the reason we fear uh, aging so much, we're so traumatized by the concept is due to this for-profit medical system and the idea that we are going to get trapped in it uh, deliberately. And that's a form of torture. And one of the things that you could do um, to help you put your mind at ease a little bit more is to plan on leaving. If things don't improve where you live, wherever you're tuning in around the world, um, see if you can start setting up a bit of a game plan to get out. You know, I'm looking at setting up my second residency next year. I want to make sure that I'm not aging in this country, in the state that it's in. I don't need that extra stress on me. That in itself is going to manifest into physical problems. I also just want to say before we get back to Christina on who her, her other um, naturopath, is that how you say it? Yeah. 
Um, I want to say that when uh, Christina brought up earlier vitamins and supplements and how the doctors aren't going to tell you this and how the tests that get ran aren't looking for this and you have to pay extra money for that or you can't find out at all if you have a vitamin deficiency or something, um, you really need to be looking here first. Okay. So part of the aging process is getting out of balance and um, be your own doctor and researcher. Okay. And look there first. I completely agree. So my the other one is Barbara O'Neill. Barbara O'Neill. Yeah, she's very interesting. She is a true naturopath. I think the others are doctors, but they like, you know, they incorporate natural medicine. Uh, Dr. Berg is definitely my number one that I always go to. Um, he's quick with his information. He breaks it down easily for you to understand. And he gives you remedies. Um, he gives you suggested remedies. And like I said, they tell you to treat symptoms um, you know, and, and you might not agree with everything or you might try something that doesn't work, then you try something else. You know what I mean? Like, and not something that's going to harm you. These are not things that are going to harm you. Um, but they are things that doctors won't detect and they will tell you that your blood work has come back normal. And the problem with aging, at least this is what I'm finding and anybody else can share whatever they want to share about it. But your things like stomach acid are going to deplete, um, you know, and these are things you're like, oh, all of a sudden I get indigestion, never got indigestion before, you know what I mean? Like, and they don't tell you this. They, and they tell you, I literally had a doctor tell me to take an antacid. Well, if you watch naturopaths, that's the worst thing you can put in your body. Like, mm -hmm. you know, your body, your, the problem with, um, you know, stomach acid is that you, you need more, not less, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's um, doctors don't know because they are so controlled right. by those drug companies. Um, they're so controlled by the Patriot. You know, they're so controlled by the money and um, they just they there's so much they don't know. And they want to give you every test under the sun. And sometimes all you need to do is take some, you know, is take hydrochloric. Um, I'm taking like betaine hydrochloric acid, something like that. And that gets your stomach acid up. You know, who would have known that? My doctor didn't know that. You know what I mean? Like, but I, I, I seeked it out. I watched it. Um, I tried it. It worked. You know what I mean? So like you, everybody's body's different. Everybody has to try different things. But if you, in order to maintain your mental health, your body has to feel somewhat good. <laughs> mm -hmm. Your mental health will be severely impacted if your body is not feeling good. So we need to concentrate on how can we be healthy and not just a product of this horrible medical system we have here in America. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, and when you said, Christina, and then we're going to get into your questions and comments now. Um, if you didn't already post, post now. But when you said, you know, you need to build up your personality, you need to build up your purpose in life, you need to build up you know, what, what you're accomplishing here, what are you leaving is a legacy. Okay. Um, I have to say that if you are not fulfilling your life contract, we talk about this all the time. Okay. If you are not fulfilling your life contract, you are not going to be satisfied. If you were to stay 22 years old indefinitely, you're not going to have inner peace. You're not going to feel happiness 
or fire in the belly or passion about anything else in life. You must fulfill your contract, what you came here to do in order to reach that level of depth and positivity, tap into the powers of manifestation, utilize law of attraction. We're talking about maturity here. Okay. So you need to focus less on what you look like to other people, how others may see you, other people's criticisms, um, what everybody else is doing. You need to be deliberate on a daily basis in tuning that out and tuning in to what is within your life contract. What are you supposed to be focused on? In those moments, there's so much peace and happiness and positivity. You want to look good? You want to radiate youth? Okay. You want to glow? Live and abide within your life contract. Um, I think too that for those of us who have been told that because our skin is brown, because our hair is big, because we are curvy, because we are female, you know, because what, whatever, when we have been told that we are garbage, we automatically have a fabulous opportunity to tune out that nonsense around us just for survival even, and to tune into who we really are. And when we embrace that power, uh, we find that we are evolving light years, okay, beyond those haters. And so I think it's time for us to start looking at the advantages to having these types of stigmas, and, you know, problems and toxicity put on us because there certainly are huge advantages. A lot of people who are, um, you know, male and white and wealthy and whatever they've had, you know, people, people from wherever you are in the world, whatever race or gender, whatever, you've had everything handed to you. You've never had trials and tribulations. Those tend to be some of the most miserable human beings on the planet regardless. Okay. What does that say? They have access to all the Botox in the world. Okay. That's not going to make them happy. It's not going to make them whole. So focus in and focus on you and celebrate your hardships um, in this way. Okay, I know we have some questions and comments. Maybe I cannot on my screen see the comment feed at all. So I don't know what's here. Uh, Jill, our producer. Uh, let's see if we have any to pop up. If I don't see any pop up here in a second, we're just gonna go ahead and move on. Uh, just a reminder, again, if you guys are tuning in late, you can post your prayer and healing requests, your questions and comments on aging and jurassicophobia. And I do want to encourage you guys, if you want to hear more on this topic, I did a free mini class called Aging and Spirituality. And that's here on YouTube at Ask Ivy up in the mini class. Okay, it looks like we don't have anything coming in, or at least it's we're not able to pop up those questions and comments. Um Okay, so, you know, I think we are having some tech issues today. There's just nothing we could do about it. It's amazing, Christina, we were even able to do this. <laughs> I know. It was crazy. And it looks good. 
I mean, it's steady, so I'm, I'm not going to complain. Um, but uh, closing statements or recommendations, Christina, last word? Yeah, I would say, you know, I think developing your spiritual practices is what's going to take you out of that as much as possible. Like, you know, it's not like you and I both struggle with it. We both struggle with this topic. So it's not like it's not like we're like, oh, here's the cure. But um, but we we know that we struggle with it and we attempt to look at our fear. We attempt to face it. We attempt to get help from our spirit guides. We attempt to do the work on ourselves because it's, especially when you get to, you know, when you, when you start getting older, you're like, okay, <laughs> um, my life's half over, maybe more. Yeah. So I have to do something, you know what I mean? There's this urgency. We have this um, solar eclipse right now going on and the, the eclipse energy is in full effect right now. Um, there is an urgency with this solar eclipse that you have to do something. You have to go into action, something deep. Um, and this is the same type of thing. When you get older, there's an urgency to make peace with this somehow. And for everybody, it's going to be different. But the best way is to start with your spiritual practices and then to move on from there because you are here for a purpose. And once once you connect with that purpose, life gets a lot better. And, you know, you can you can start to make peace with some of this stuff. And for God's sake, we need to empower ourselves in a health in a healthy way. And, you know, and by using these natural doctors, and these natural doctors will tell you um, that they cannot patent something mm -hmm. natural. And that is why you don't hear about it. So it's actually kind of disgusting when you watch it and you see the knowledge that's being held back from you. Yeah. Um, and you think there's no cure for whatever you have, you know, and sometimes that's true, but sometimes that's not true. Sometimes there's things out there that can help you and you just have no idea. And that is a crime right there. And so we need, you know, we need to, we need to really get out there and we need to start empowering ourselves because if we don't, we'll get stuck. You know, like you and I, we don't want to get stuck in the sphere of aging. We want to work through it. So we're going to, you know, and this is not like a one day thing either. I'm not going to be like cured of it tomorrow. This is something that you revisit over and over and over again, like other things in your life until you, you hit a point of empowerment, until you hit a point of freedom with it. And, you know, and I'm sure that we will do more on this as it comes out. But in the meantime, you know, be proud of who you are and don't apologize for aging. I love that. Um, I would say, yes, know that you were made to feel this way. I think that this is an area where we have to get furious, we have to get disgusted, and we have to get in fight mode uh, because we've been in flight mode for forever with this. It's, it's over. And the idea that there are so many people, so many systems that want to keep us trapped 
in the trauma because they benefit from keeping us down um, should be enough of a motivation for each one of you to figure out what it is that you are driven to fight against, you know, or to fight for. Let's look at it that way. Do you want to, you know, fight uh, to break generational curses, you know, within your own line? Do you want to fight to give the younger generations um, hope for the future, you know, a happy future when they've already had so much taken from them? Uh, do you want to fight to burn down the patriarchy and capitalism and big pharma and, you know, or to bring back, um, you know, natural medicine? And uh, I think that everyone has a drive, you know, to do something. And I think that if you if you take your fear of aging and you really break it down into bite-sized pieces, you can find what your drive is behind it and start using all that toxic energy, push it in a positive direction forward. And um, don't stop little by little every day. It's getting better. And like Christina said, talk, 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 talk and share. Okay. Because I'm telling you just on this topic alone, I think I took almost a year expecting to hear more about it. Nothing, nothing. Okay. This is moving at a snail's pace and there's a reason for that. All right. It's, it's being, um, snuffed out. It's being kept quiet. And the more we can share and empower each other, get educated, swap info, uh, the better off we're going to Okay. And the faster this thing can, can move. It's like pushing an elephant up a mountain. You know, it really is. Yeah. I think Pluto and Aquarius is really going to be about empowering each other and taking yeah. the power away from, you know, big pharma and all that stuff. Like it's going to be about communities, helping communities. And, um, we had, you know, this is, this is our time for women. This is, this is our time. We have to stand up for ourselves. What's going on with women in the world and how we're treated medically, it's terrible. Yep. So we need, we need to, um, we need to rise up and fight it a hundred percent. This is it ladies. Big part of the revolution is taking this out. All right. So let's group together. Let's get it done. Very exciting topic. Love this topic. Uh, if you guys are interested in a part two on this, um, and again, I apologize. I'm not able to see my comment feed tonight uh, due to tech and weather issues, but go ahead and keep the comments coming. And um, don't forget again to post your prayer and healing requests. Christina and I do go over them even after and once this video is published. If you want to listen to old sermons, anywhere that you could download a podcast, you're going to go to Roots Revival or you can go to Ask Ivy on YouTube under Roots Revival. We'll see you back here in a few weeks. If you want to book an astrology chart with Christina, her information is up here on YouTube, up on the screen. Christina, where do they go? Um, I have uh, my email there, cpakarski88 at gmail.com. They, uh, they can email me for a reading. Okay, very good. And I'm at Ivy Rivera, psychicmedium.com if you need a reading. Thank you, Jill. Thank you, Spirit. Thank you, Christina. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We'll see you next time.